We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Mars. What kind of comedy do you like, and can you find it in St. Louis? There's an active comedy scene here. What is and is not funny? And do different audiences laugh at different things, such as race, ethnicity, religion? And how do comics relate to diverse audiences? We're taking a closer look with three members of the St. Louis comedy scene. Max Price is a producer and host of the Best of STL Showcase at the Funny Bone. Tina Deball was recently named the funniest person in St. Louis by the Helium Comedy Club. And Duke Taylor is a performer recently featured at the Mostly Clean Comedy Event presented by St. Louis Public Radio. Thank you all so much for being with us. Thank, Thank you for having us. Yeah. I'm not laughing yet. <laughs> <laughs> Something must be wrong. Uh-oh. I'm sure I will before all of this is over, and I hope we do. Um, Max, let me start with you. How vibrant a, a comedy scene is uh, is there here in St. Louis? Oh, it's uh, much more than I think people realize. Uh, we have several different comedy clubs. We have uh, you know the Funny Bone in Westport. We have a Helium Comedy Club in uh, the Galleria. There's the the Laugh Lounge recently opened up in Florissant. And then you have uh, the Improv Shop uh, over on uh, what's off Kings Highway. Um, so there's a lot of different places that people can perform and see uh, different styles of comedy shows even. I mean, and not just the clubs. You have independent shows, um, you know, in bars, and you have, like, alternative comedy. There's so much going on uh, every single night that people can attend. And uh, I think it's really awesome um, uh, to have in the city is that just, like, no matter what your style of humor, there's something you can see that you're going to enjoy. Tina, how diverse is it? The scene, that is. I think it's incredibly diverse. I mean, we have women, we have men, we have humans, we have... <laughs> but, uh, no, it's it's very cool. Like, there's just so many different styles of people. There's different races. There's different, you know, sexual orientations. There's different... There's people from all over the place, you know? Like, me specifically, I was born in Belarus, and now I live in St. Louis, you know? And it's like there are people from so many different places, and different backgrounds. And Duke, does this diversity mean that it's harder to strike a chord with an audience because there is uh, such a difference out there in the people who are there? Uh, I wouldn't say it's harder, but it's something you got to go through as a comic because if you always perform in a place that you're most comfortable with, you're not going to grow. So you got to go to environments that you might not usually go to or tell jokes in front of people that you might not usually tell jokes in front of. And learn something different. Just like that mostly clean comedy show that I did for you guys yeah. a couple weeks ago. I was the mostly clean part in that because I'm not a clean comic. But <laughs> you push yourself to a level to make everybody laugh and not just people you accustomed to. It's easy that way. Are you saying that, that we don't all laugh at the same things? Yeah, I guess we don't. But we all laugh at the same topics. It's just a different way of going about it. Like with us three, if we all talk about the exact same topic, we'll come up with three completely different jokes. But mine will be more related to my lifestyle or my background. Max's will be more related to his. So it'll all be similar, but it'll be differences in it all. So it'll affect the audience differently. Well, Tina, how tough is this on you as a performer? You, you have to have uh, scope out your audience, I guess, before you go on and figure out how you're going to go about it. Or do you just have the same routine and you do it wherever you go? 
Well, I mean, I think you start out like that, doing the same routine everywhere you go, and then you learn from it because that doesn't work sometimes. Like, as you do comedy longer, you kind of start to gauge the audience and see what's going on and and feel it out a little more. And you get to know your jokes much better to the point that you can make them relatable for everybody, if that makes sense. Max, does St. Louis have a specific sense of humor? I wouldn't say a specific sense of humor. Um, I think there's things they'll laugh at than uh, more, you know, regionally than other places in the country. But I don't think just St. Louis specifically uh, has one specific type of humor. I mean, if you go to different comedy shows, you're going to see people of uh, all different styles, and some people that will uh, do amazing in at one show for one crowd and then completely bomb the next for another crowd because it was just not what they were into. And it doesn't really have, it doesn't mean they're a bad comic. It doesn't mean they were a terrible crowd, but it's, you know, comedy is such a subjective art form that not everybody is going to look at it the same way, you know? So what's funny to one person isn't going to be funny to the next and vice versa. Sometimes you have an entire crowd of people who have that same sense of humor and you have a booming show and then, you know, the exact opposite on the next. What's off limits, Duke? Is there anything that is off limits in the world of comedy? No, nothing is off limits. It's the only <laughs> only comics can still talk about whatever. We're the only ones. It's our job to yeah. talk about stuff that you wouldn't normally want to talk about. It's just all about how you write it. Yeah. What's that? It's just all about how you write it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's about your point of view. Like, I think... I think the most important thing for me is to have empathy. And that's kind of how you get out of sticky situations Mm -hmm. with, like, you know, writing a joke that may be offensive to somebody or not. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, nothing's off limits. Like, as long as you are, you have empathy while you write that joke, I think you're going to be fine. Do do you, uh, again, I'm asking if you play it differently. If you're performing before an all black audience, Uh you come out prepared to deal with that audience in a totally different way than you would if it were all white. No, I mean, I'm a really loud human all the time. So, like, I mean, it's I don't really change how I am. I mean, you know, maybe some jokes might not hit, but it's like, it's it's fine. You know, you got to roll with the punches. Move on, make fun of yourself if it bombs, and you'll be okay. <laughs> Duke, how about you? Uh, Nah, I pretty much stay the same no matter the show. But it's, it's, it's still going to be the same because... Not a lot of people can relate. When there's differences in those crowds, if it's an all-black show and I'm talking about a specific subject that black folks understand more so than white folks, of course it would be a difference as far as the comedy. But that's that goes with anything. Age, like I got a younger crowd. I, talk, I got social media jokes. The older crowd might not fully understand the whole Facebook and Instagram thing. So it's always going to be differences in every crowd you just try to reach most if not all max what do you have to take into consideration when you're putting together a program like the showcase coming up uh definitely kind of what we've been talking about uh comedic diversity i every show i like to make sure that i have someone who brings out a different style of humor uh to the show you know like sometimes you know one uh comic will be you know someone who tells uh, one-liners the next will be a storyteller, someone who does observational humor. You know, you always want to mix it up and uh, and try to, you know, also uh, the different style of comedy will also sometimes come from being, you know, male or female or being, you know, black, white or a different uh, orientation. So, or, um, so they dif- 
they're going to have you know different perspectives on uh, on their jokes. So anytime uh, you can get a a lineup of people who are all going to have different styles of humor, that's kind of the best way. Because then, no matter what, the audience is going to you know laugh and have a great time because there'll at least be someone that they related to or can enjoy. You know, fits their uh, sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, Tina, you're called the funniest person in St. Louis, which I guess for a comic is a pretty good thing to hear. Yeah, uh, yes it is. Tell, <laughs> tell us something about your act. Uh, something about my act yeah. is uh, I'm a very vulnerable human. Like I, I touch on, uh, you know, the the struggles of being a female and in new relationships or old ones. And I... Uh, also touch on my family background a lot because they're all Russian. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of odd growing up with Russian parents in America. So I love talking about that stuff. Right. Duke, how about you? Uh, what's, your, what's your routine? I talk about relationship stuff a lot, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Relationships, driving. I try to talk about topics that everybody can relate to instead mm-hmm. of choosing stuff that only a few would understand. I talk about simple stuff, uh, mm-hmm. driving, relationships. I had a peeing in the shower joke, too. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, remember we're on public radio. <laughs> but that, but that's so far that, so that good. Works. Okay. So, far, so far so good. You're safe. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I try to basically stay within something that everybody can talk about. So I stick to – it's mainly, mainly relationship stuff, though, because yeah. I hit that hard. You got to come see it one day, too. We will. Max, how about you? <laughs> um, I have – a huge chunk of my material comes from being a young father. Uh, I became a dad at a very young age, and I am still learning, in fact. And so a lot of my material comes up from uh, something I experienced recently in, you know, that journey of uh, parenthood. And then uh, from there, it's mostly just uh, little, you know, uh, instances in life, storytelling, then observational humor from there. When did you decide that you wanted to be a, a comic and professionally? Oh, well, I think uh, like most people, um, you know, you start out, uh, you see a special on Comedy Central while you're flipping channels and you just kind of fall in love with that art form. And then w- you start writing material as if you could do it. And then one day you finally uh, build the courage to try out the open mic night at your local comedy club or bar or whatever. And you just immediately fall in love. It's uh, it's hard to really explain until you do it, but like, you just uh, once you get up there, uh, it just kind of everything falls into place, and you feel like this is something you really want to do, and and then you just have to dedicate your life to it. <laughs> and Tina, when did you wake up and say, "Hey, I'm funny"? <sighs> I mean, I think I mm-hmm. always knew when I was younger because it was a way that I related to people. Even, you know, as a kid, I was like, oh, I have a funny thing to say right now, even though it was mm-hmm. child humor. But, you know, I uh, I don't know, a few years back, I just kind of was in a place where I didn't have much going on. I didn't have much direction <laughs> and I was confused. And so I decided to do something that made me more confused, comedy. Mm-hmm. But what were you like in school? Were you the clown, uh, class clown? I was the not, no, I was like the manipulative class clown. I was always lurking in the shadows, you know. <laughs> How about you, Duke? Uh, when did you realize that uh, this is what you had to do and that you were funny? Well, I knew I was funny a long time ago, but being funny <laughs> off stage is not the same on stage. It's mm-hmm. a completely different style, but I used to make a bunch of jokes around my family at school and 
was always funny, but once you get on stage, you actually start putting it in the art form and joke form. But I figured out I wanted to try it out by watching the special on Netflix. So um, once you go on stage, you decide if, well, the crowd decides if this is for you or not. The crowd will let you know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not suggesting this has ever happened to you, but I suspect it's happened to all comics at one time or another. What happens when you bomb? Everybody's taking a deep breath. It depends on how far along you are. Like, are you talking about the first time you ever bomb, or are you talking about now? Because I mean, it doesn't matter. Either one. Uh, The first time you bomb, it is the scariest thing you've ever experienced because you're not prepared (laughs) to. uh, Like that, that silence is deafening, and like I mean, it's uh, uh, time completely slows down. I mean, ten seconds feels like an hour, and I mean, the first time it happened to me, my my third time on stage. I just completely uh, forgot my joke, completely forgot what I was talking yeah. about. And it was probably maybe 10, 15 seconds that of silence where I couldn't oh, remember wow. what I was saying, and it felt like an hour. And it feels awful, but then once you – I mean, you're going to – no matter how good you get, you're going to keep bombing. Like, that's sure. going to happen. Even headliners still do from time to time. And you uh, you get adjusted to working with that, and you can even make jokes off of that, or you're just comfortable with it because, you know, you know what you're doing um, – it's just becoming you – know, it makes you a better comedian. You can't get better without, you know, failing. Tina? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've I've bombed before where I felt physically ill, and I'm like, <laughs> I got to hide. I need – and people kind of – you know you did poorly when nobody says anything, mm. when they just kind of look at you, and it's like, hey, uh, <laughs> good to see you. <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> Do you immediately throw that joke out of the routine? No. I, yeah. I, and I think that's a bad way to go about it, at yeah. least for me, because like we're talking about performing in front of different audiences. It's like I think if you try a joke ten times and it's bombed every single time, maybe uh, think mm-hmm. about it and rewrite it. But, I mean, you know, it's so subjective, so it's like – you just have to tailor it and edit it and and figure out a way to make it work. How often do you update, change your routine? All the time. Really? Yeah, it's it's all the time. There's jokes I've forgotten about, you know, that I haven't done for two years, and then I kind of re-look at them, and I'm like, oh, now I have a different perspective and a new way to look at this, so I can start messing with it again, and maybe that's because I'm a better comic or a better, like, human. I'm not sure, but, yeah. become a better writer, and then you can, you you know, you can have a good premise, but just not know a good way to go about it. And you go back to it, and you're like, that's how I should write it. Well, you have a stronger point of view, too, you know? Yeah, too, yeah. Given given the the, uh, position the country's in today, you know, we're polarized and not a lot to laugh about a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Duke, do politics play a role in, in, in what you're doing these days, or do you stay away from that? I personally stay away from it, but it's, it should be talked about. So I respect the comics they do and make it funny and all that, but I kind of avoid it for what I was saying earlier. Not everybody's going to relate, mm-hmm. and you're going to have a half of the audience <laughs> mad at you because you think this way and the other half agree with you. I'd rather have the whole audience agree with me than part of it. So I stay away from it. Do the other two have any thoughts about that? Do you make that a part of your routines? Or? Um, I do. Uh, it's not so much as like me preaching and being like, hey, these are my thoughts on politics. But it's more like maybe some slight jabs here and there about uh-huh. like, oh, you know, this country loves jets, but we can't get water to people in America. Uh-huh. You know, it's like that can be like a political statement, but not necessarily like a 10-minute long bit uh-huh. about it. So it's – I don't know. I think – 
it's hard. <laughs> we Max, we hear uh, a lot about. Uh, I've been watching this uh, on CNN. They've been have been running the history of comedy the last couple of nights. It's really really fun to watch. And what uh, I was watching last night was the fact that many comics are very insecure. That uh, they're they're extroverted on stage, but off stage they just kind of withdrawn. Uh, do you see that? Are you that way? Do you sense it in the people that you work with? Uh, I think well, that again, you know, is uh, part of the you know diverse range of people doing comedy. I think there's definitely many people who are that way. Um, uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard for me. I wouldn't put myself into one category of that. There's some nights where. After the show, I want to hang out and talk to everyone and have a great time. There's nights where I just want to go straight home because I just don't feel like being around people. Um, but, yeah, the, you are going to have those kind of people. There are people who are kind of like extroverted introverts. They, you know, like to spend their time alone, and kind of, that's how they can kind of gather their thoughts and think. You know, that's how I am most of the time. Uh, I just like to be at home by myself, and then you, um, you. But when you do go out, you have this burst of energy and adrenaline to talk to people and, um, you know, put out there what you have to say and have a good time. So, uh, but then you, we will also have people who are, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, who um, either in either direction. You have people who just clam up as soon as they talk one on one with people even though that you know they're so alive on stage and then you have people who are just like that all the time i mean uh, comedy's not really for one specific um group of people you know it doesn't even matter as long as you can you know bring it out on stage in a way that people can relate to and laugh at tina i get the impression you're not that way not introverted or no i mean i'm i'm definitely an extrovert but there are times that you know even before a show i'm kind of in a mood and i'm not feeling it and then i have to get on stage and it'll totally change my mood you know i might have been upset or something before i get on stage get into character kind of get going relate to the audience and then i i feel much better afterwards so it's it's kind of i don't know good response from the audience changes everything right yeah yeah duke how about you me, I'm uh, I'm live all the time. I don't sit back. <laughs> I I crack jokes everywhere at work. I wanna, I enjoy the laughter. Laugh, feed off laughter, no matter where it's at. Church, yeah. court, uh, <laughs> work, no matter where. Well, we all need stuff to laugh at. There's no <laughs> question about it. Keep it going. I wish we had more time to talk. I'd like to get more into this uh, this uh, CNN thing because it was quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, I would suggest you look for it. So I want to thank uh, Max Price, producer and host of the Best of STL Showcase at the Funny Bone. That's going to be happening on Wednesday, the 29th of uh, August. We'll have information of that on our website. Tina Deball, is that correct? Yes. And, and, uh, and uh, Duke Taylor, thank yep. you all so much for being with us. Good luck. Thanks, Don. Thank you very much. Thanks for, for having us. us. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash stlonair. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.